Stormwood and Associates is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our community on Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. Over a hundred years ago, the dark wizard Hollowell prophesied his return, but Sheriff Ace of Stormwood swore his descendants would stop him. He created Stormwood and Associates with the sole purpose of defeating Hollowell in the future. It failed. Now the young Raz Stormwood and her friends have been framed for a crime they didn't commit, and they've escaped to the Morris Halata underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive operating on the edge of society. If you have a problem, they can solve it. But don't get in their way, or else you might get caught in the eye of the storm. Stormwood and Associates stars Gen Prock as Raz Stormwood, Nick Izumi as Bill Carpathia, Kyle Johnson as Tristan Babbitt, and Trey Dorn as N.K. and Kell O'Reilly. Previously on Stormwood and Associates. The Stormwood team got an email from the tourism board of a local desert town that uh, was concerned that their potential tourist attraction, the uh, ghost town of Deadcliff, was uh, cursed. So the team, rather than immediately, you know, go contact that tourism board, just drove out to the town like a bunch of smart people and uh, decided to start investigating. And stuff is... Stuff's a little bit weird. They found a journal in a wall, and... uh, There was a diamond mine, which is really confusing for the Aramisean Southwest. But, uh... Yeah. And NK's blaming it all on wizards. NK's blaming it all on wizards right now. And Bill is not happy with that. Look, look, this is... Okay, okay. I can cope with... Okay. I'm just gonna... Gotta focus on... I'm gonna try to detect Spooky in the sheriff's office. Okay. There's nothing spooky. I'm detecting Spooky in the square. Nothing spooky. I walk back into the sheriff's office. This is a really, like, I don't sense a curse. Try the graveyard. Every graveyard's fucking cursed. That's a cheap, that's why you don't live in the graveyard. Why would a graveyard be, like, I never understood that. Like, do, do are there that many people who have, like, strong emotional attachments to graveyards? It, you no, know, like, it's, other it's, than cemetery historians? The energy comes from the grieving people. Very few oh. people go to graveyards all happy 
The psychic energy comes from the grief. Cemetery historians go to graveyards happy. Yeah, but they're like the minority. Most people go to the graveyard like at funerals or to visit a dead loved one, and they're all sad, and that leaves a psychic energy scar. Okay. Way more to do with the living than with the dead. Unless someone buries a cursed object with someone. And then it's... Th then that's that has to do with the dead person, I guess. Or if the dead person's cursed by a wizard. I'm, I'm feeling some... I'm, I'm feeling some real prejudice vibes right now. I'm not prejudiced, but if someone's capable of casting a curse, they're already a wizard. This I, I'm gonna, if we had, you should feel very lucky we don't have HR. That's all I'm saying. Name, again, I can use magic. I'm saying, tell me a person who, tell me a person who can cast a curse without using magic themselves. Hey guys. Yeah. 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 Your DM here. Oh, the D, the DM, not Raz. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I know I said there wasn't any spooky, but now that I think about it, there probably should be spooky protected because of some of the things we got going on here. Okay. Oh, low-level spooky? Okay. Low-level spooky? Okay. Um, so, yeah, there was no spooky in the jail. Okay. Um, there is a no spooky in the main square. Okay. There well, is a, a bit of a spooky in the sheriff's office. All right, that's good to know. Yep. Okay. Is so only so so only Bill didn't get his spooky when he checked because I don't think I if I checked in the sheriff's office I don't remember I checked outside and I checked in the jail. How detailed can get spooky get? Like as detailed general. As detailed as the GM lets us, what I always do is make people roll a d10, and if they roll low, then they just have the general feeling. If they roll high, I let them be more specific. Okay, let's do that. Alright, I'll roll a d10. I rolled a six. Um, you get it from... You get a, a ping... From the area of the desk. Bill, do you check the desk? No. Alright, I... right, you you check. Alright, give me a wand. Hey, 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 hey. You should really invest in your own, fine. I don't use wands for casting. These runes and wards and I open up the desk <laughs> <laughs> okay the desk actually has five different drawers on it one in the middle and two or four on either side so which one would you like to open middle first middle um, you open it up and there are papers and quills nothing exciting Okay, keep going. I'll just open each drawer just to check. Um, which side do you want to go with? Left. You 
left, left top. Yeah, going from the top to bottom. Cool. Um, left top. Man, I'm really bad at coming up with random, normal, everyday objects to put in place. Um, <laughs> nothing special. <laughs> I'm boring. Uninvented. <laughs> That's easier for me. Let's Next just assume time. that I'm going to open everyone until I find something interesting. Okay, cool. You find a cool pen. Um, so you you open all the doors except the lower right because it won't. Literally the last one. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What right. self-respecting DM wouldn't do that? He's the last one. It's gotta be. I make it's him roll. It's more fun that way. I make him roll. Okay. You guys totally would have found like magical items in Gorgeous Mikey's house if you kept looking in more boxes. <laughs> I figured it was. I was just impatient. Okay, so this door, this drawer's locked. Uh, I'd like, I would like to try to pick the lock. Sure thing. Um, okay. Oh god, where's my dice? I forgot about that. Okay. Seven. Yeah, you get it. All right. So you open the drawer, and inside is a metal box. Okay. I pick up the box. You look at this box, and um, it's it's a little rusty, not too much. Um. Yeah, again, weirdly well-preserved. And on the front, where the lid meets the case, um, there is a combination lock. And Hmm. it's got four digits. And each roller is um, zero through nine. Good, Good thing you can pick locks. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, put my ear to the to the the the, the tumblers and uh, I'll try to see if I can uh, figure out to, how to open this one. I'll use a sweet move. Yeah, Babbitt uses a sweet move. It just works. Yeah, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll use that sweet move. (laughs) Okay, I open it up. Cool. (laughs) Dang it. Like you can make it a really hard roll if he's using it without a sweet move, but if he uses a sweet move, no, he just gets it's a sweet it. Sweet move, so I can't do anything. There goes my puzzle. 
<laughs> Granted, it was a super freaking easy puzzle. If that didn't work, we could just start shooting the lock. No. <laughs> it was a little harder than that. It's okay. We'll find out what the answer was when he breaks through the lock because yeah. he'll yeah, end I'll, up... You know, I'll, I'll yeah, when figure you, it out. When you hack yeah. a combination yeah. lock, you effectively yeah. figure out the combination by hearing the clicks, but you can see what the numbers are. Um, so you you figure out you find out that um, the numbers were one four eight nine, and as you are listening, you're looking. Um, your eyes are wandering to the wall above the desk, and you see four different wanted posters. Um, the first one is the Cactus Kid. His bounty is a thousand dollars. Next one is Handsome Harry. His bounty is $4,000. Third one is Nasty Dan. His bounty is $8,000. And the last one is Mad Dog McCree with a bounty of $9,000. All right, what were the what were all those names again? Sorry. Texas Kid, Mad Dog McCree Cactus, I have. Cactus Kid, Cactus Handsome Kid. Harry, Nasty Dan and Mad Dog McCree. Cactus yep. Kid, Handsome Harry. Mad Dog McCree, and what's the other one? Nasty Dan. Nasty Dan. I like. Is there, there was is there guys any that... information about them on the posters? Not, not so much. It's okay. Um, it's mainly just the bounties, which happened to coincide with the lockbox code. Okay. I'm mostly just disappointed that that last that Nasty Dan kind of ruined the you know, alliterative names that they had going on. Well, he was nasty. I mean, clearly. So you pop open this lockbox. That's right. And inside you find... A diamond. And this thing is almost cartoonish looking. <laughs> what the? I detect like, spooky on is. the diamond. Oh, it's spooky. See? Look, I told you. Wizard diamonds. <laughs> we don't. It, it's spooky. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a wizard diamond. That is a weird diamond, though. It's a wizard oh, diamond. It's a very weird diamond. It is like cut like... You imagine how a diamond is faceted. It is just like that, and it is green. Okay. How is it green? This is so strange. It's just poor color. Like it, it reduces the value significantly. Yeah, but I bet it's useful for killing Superman. No, that's a fictional substance. Kryptonite. It's different. Yeah, I was having fun with it anyway. I know. It's fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin your fun. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just move past this and try to figure out what is up with these weird diamonds. I'm using my green D10 today, by the way. Um, how big is this? Um, it is. I don't know, like three inches by three inches. Pretty, 
Pretty hefty. That's a chonky boy. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should make it a little smaller. Let's do two. No, that's two. fine. Yeah, no, I don't. Big diamond. Okay, we can do big diamond. It's a cartoonish wizard diamond. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can be whatever size I want it. It's to a be. cursed wizard diamond. There's no. Uh, you don't know that it's a wizard diamond. Look, I'm just no. saying. Regardless, maybe unconnected to a curse. Some wizard came here maybe even a hundred years before these people and put a bunch of diamonds here. And maybe by digging them up, they disturbed an ancient spirit. Like maybe there was something sealed away down here under a bunch of diamond. And that by digging it up, it freed it, causing a curse. Or maybe the diamonds were what was keeping it in place. Yeah. Or or just somebody stole a bunch of diamonds and some wizard asshole cursed the diamonds. But I'm just saying that I, I think... I'm just saying I don't want to go down the hole. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that they could, like, probably pretty easily build a fake dead cliff town like 20 miles from here and just tell people it's the real one and not have to deal with a curse like, i mean maybe that seems easier right it seems easier i just i don't know something seems I'm just saying, like, you could just, like, leave a cursed town alone. Put up a fence. Go to lunch. Like, when they said there was a curse, I assumed, like, there were people here trying to work. Like, and it was directly affecting a human being. Put up a goddamn fence and go about your day. Nobody lives here. And now we got this. I tossed the spooky diamond to Bill. Yeah. Yeah, that's got some creepy vibes. Right? Really? Oof. Oof. All right. Well. Do I have cell signal? Nope. Okay. Alright, there's no cell signals, so we can't even use comms to get back to Kel. We can only locally comm with each other. As has been canonically established. <laughs> everyone was under the caves. Like, I really, really, really want to do some research, but there's... I don't have access to any information. Oh, okay. Uh, like, what's our end game here? Well... Well, the diary said there was 
six dudes, right? Right. And we see four wanted posters. So either these are not the dudes, or there these are four of the dudes, and there are two more dudes. There's a nasty Dan up here, and they are the nasty six. Which implies that they're probably related. Right. I mean, I mean, although it is kind of like a common thing to, I don't know. Is it though? Didn't the diary imply diamonds, plural? Right, 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 right. But what do we do when we get them? Right, no, but so what's our end game? So we go get the diamonds. Great. What are we doing with the diamonds? Using them to uncurse the spell. Man, I don't know. Right, no, but that's... I'm just having fun right now. Hey, Bill, dispel the diamond. Okay. Let's give it a shot. Alright, I'm gonna try to dispel the diamond. DM question. How does this work? Well, okay, so... Dispel is just a spell, so when he casts it, it's just using one of his sweet move points. Um... The spell is normally like meant it's it's to undo a spell of another character or remove magic cast on an object. Um, so like if someone's wearing a magical disguise, he could immediately get rid of it. For a magical object, um, to get rid of it though, he has to do a D10 challenge. Um, okay. So with magical items, I've kind of made it a sliding scale, um, where. I usually don't, like, if it's supposed to be a super powerful object, I don't let a single dispel get rid of all of its, like, stuff. Yeah. But, um, so how much his casting dispel on it reduces it, but, like, you know, but, like, in theory, if this is, like, here, I'll go back into character. Like, in theory, if this is connected to other stuff, like, we should see something happen if you dispel it, right? You know, like, either something will weaken or something will get pissed off. Either way, it'll give us something to shoot, maybe. And then, then yeah, for back into the rules mode. So, yeah, D10 challenge. So, you, the GM, would roll a D10, and Bill would roll a D10, and whoever rolls higher, um, whoever rolls higher wins, and if it's a tie, it's just a re-roll. Everybody re-rolls. Okay. Alrighty. Can do Here we go. Nice. Alright. I rolled a 10. Cool. Um, you dispel it a little bit. A little bit of the green color fades away. Huh. But it's still pretty green. I go outside to check wow. if anything's happening. That is nuts. Does it doesn't seem... look like it doesn't look like anything's happening outside. All right, Bill. We don't want to burn through all your magic for the day. Plus, that thing could be a key to yeah. Yeah, really wouldn't the want mystery. to. Yeah, again. I'm still trying to figure out what the curse is because we haven't seen something bad happen. Yeah, just weird, spooky diamonds and 
No, but that's why I'm like, it's, yeah, they're... Weirdly alliterative outlaws from the 1800s. Right, like... Everyone could have just left, for all we know. Like, yeah, there was a boom, and... Yeah, but, like, there's, like, mining disasters all over the Old West. Right? I wouldn't have left the hat. It does look pretty good on Bill. I think this is his new look. Bill, I don't know about You're this keeping hat. the hat. <laughs> no, look, no, dude, the hat with the trench coat? Oh yeah. No, it's this is this is your look. Am I this really is, pulling off this cowboy thing? I don't this know. This is Halada. We should get him some aviators. Oh, oh yeah, maybe. No, I think it looks good without. Like I think this is this is Halada Bill. I'm gonna go over to the saloon. Okay. Um so, from the sheriff's office, you head west, past the graveyard, um, into the corner um, double saloon doors, into the saloon. Um, there's a pretty open space, there are tables and chairs, a large bar spanning the back wall, um, a chandelier hanging down, um, and there is a flight of stairs on the right side with a balcony. What's wrapping. on the table? What's on the tables? Um, there are glass glasses, signs, what they using? I think they're Um, like Big probably glasses. tin cups or something? I mean, yeah, that we, makes yeah. way more sense. Gun didn't do cowboy research. Woo! <laughs> or glasses. I'm sure they, they could probably have some glasses. Probably. Um, so, tin cups, glasses, bottles. Um, cards. Cards. Okay, chips, right. Yep. Okay, hey guys. Yeah, people totally just disappeared in the middle of a card game. I, I go into the saloon. Either they packed up off. and left in an extreme hurry, or they just disappeared or died. Well, Jeez, if they, if they is... just died, then that's not really a then that was a curse that completed, right? Like, ooh, do you think the piles of dust are the people? Oh, gee, wait, that's a lot of time for the dust to just be there. Right, that's why it's not little piles; it's spread around. Huh. Oh, boy. I mean, you turn people into dust. What's the yeah, thing wizards do? That is not a specifically wizard thing. Name name me a person who can turn someone into dust who's not a wizard. Anyone with a nuclear weapon. Okay, name me someone who would have been in the Old West who had a nuclear weapon. Who wasn't a wizard. Time travelers. How does someone time travel? From the future. Name me a, someone who isn't a wizard who has time traveled. Doc Brown. That's a fictional character. And also, also, movie. when's the last time you watched that movie? Flux capacitor runs on magic. 
Jeez, come on. Doc Brown was a wizard. They don't call him a wizard. But that DeLorean's covered in runes. This is butts. Something's butts. Look, it's not a criticism of wizards as a whole. It's saying the people with the power to do the thing are wizards. Like, when we say that, like, like a wizard did it, it's like, don't not all men me here, okay? Wow, wow. I'm feeling put in the corner right now. Feeling put in the corner. Okay. I mean, like, there's a reason why they started regulating who could be a wizard. doesn't make me feel any better. I don't need to feel bad. So we're dealing one with of the, good the, curse, ones. the curse of the Nasty Boys, the wizard cult who turned everyone to dust. We don't know that the dust... Actually, I could probably check if the dust is people. I don't know, can you? Actually, I don't <laughs> know if I can do I that. don't think you can. I don't think You're I not can. a necromancer. <laughs> You're not a scientist. Look, I know I didn't even know what a necromancer was growing up. My my dad was see, said he knew a necromancer, and then my mom said that guy's a throat romancer. Never talk to him. And I still don't know what that was about. Yeah, I think a I think a a, a scientist could do it with miracle cure. Could figure out if it's people. It's the biological version of tech solution. But none of us have none of us took that archetype at any point because of the awful combat modifiers. All right, all right. Well, I got nothing. Then. Oh, well, while you guys are all discussing dust people, Raz <laughs> is admiring the huge bar and the beautiful ornate carving on the back bar. Okay, I've obviously noticed that Raz is staring at something. I'm going to look at what Raz is looking at. This bar is massive and beautiful, and it's actually got quite a few um, bottles of booze still left on it. And um, on on the front of the bar are, you know, glasses scattered. Um, there's coasters. Kind of weird. You know, if we burn the town town, we'd find the diamonds really easily. We shouldn't burn the town down. That's like destroying a historical artifact. Yeah, but nobody lives here. Take a lot of photos, burn it down, reconstruct it. Bob's your uncle. I, I don't know what that last part meant. We have no agreement for payment. Raz goes and uh, picks up one of the coasters, except it doesn't come off the bar. It, it must it have been a pretty gross be... bar. Coasters are stuck to the bar. 
And she notices that around the coaster... It's like the Click Clack Club all over again. It seems to be um, a cut in the actual bar top. Like, this isn't an actual coaster. More like a button. I'm detecting spooky. You detect a little bit of spooky behind the bar. Okay, so if that coaster's a button, do we think there's a trap door behind the bar? I mean, we might as well... Might as well give it a look. Hey, Bill, go stand behind the bar. Jeez, oh, come on! Okay, don't. I'll... Stay out here. Everybody stay on this side of the bar, and then we'll push the coaster and see what happens. With nobody behind the bar. I was making a joke. I'm sorry. I am very stressed out right now. Would you like a gummy bear? I... Yes. Right. Yes, I would. Pull out a bag of gummy bears from my hip bag and... Give Bill a gummy bear. Hooray! I'm sorry. It's, I know I'm, I'm testier than normal. It's... I've been staying at the clubhouse, and Kel will just, like, wake me up at four in the morning to, like, tell me about something he found on the internet, and I am still attempting to establish boundaries with that boy. Yeah, but he finds the best stuff on the internet. He does? Okay. Like, it's not bad. It's just, like, I'm trying to... S I... I'm... I've been sleeping on one of, like the couches in the main part. I don't have the emitters set up in the office areas. I think I'm going to move where, like a futon in there and just like the, the privacy. Like I thought there was no privacy at the apartment where we were all staying because it's all crammed in together. But like even when it's just me and Kel in the clubhouse at night, he just, he can go anywhere in that room. And, like, be across the room immediately with no warning. Yeah, that sounds like him. What uh. a scam. Yeah, so I'm... Yeah, sorry. Okay, so... I pushed the coaster. Is someone behind the bar? No. But I'm looking behind the bar while I push the coaster. You don't see anything. Huh. I'm going to go behind the bar. All right. Hey, Braz, why don't we hand him, like, why don't we unspool your grappling hook and tie one end around Babbitt in case there's, like, a pressure-triggered trap door with this? Okay. Yeah. I... I hand over and I'm now realizing that Raz and I like I didn't make up a voice for Raz <laughs> so Raz and the DM have the same voice that's fine. and therefore it's a little confusing that's fine if you say Raz I, 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 I haven't been confused no um, but Raz will um, you know tie the end of the grappling line around Babbitt and stand um on the on the front side of the bar 
Okay. Babbitt will grab a glass and spit in it and then, you know, rub it with a rag. (laughs) All right. I'm going to push the button. Nothing happened. Okay. Well, um, not a trap door. So let's break this. Um, How many are there with coasters? There are five all along the bar. All right, let's put weighted... All right, so why don't... I wonder if we, if we need to push all of them down. Like, we can just put, like, glasses on them, right? Mm-hmm. Let's try. All right, guys, so, so I'm going to... Well, I'm still holding on to the... Well, well Raz is holding on to the grappling line. I'm going to run around, and I'm going to try to put, like, glasses on top of the coasters. I put my glass on the nearest one. The coasters don't... Like, you'd expect the coasters to, like, be pressed. Yeah. And they're not being pressed by the glasses. Oh, my God. Huh. Okay... Are they close enough together that we can just push them? Oh. Um, the bar is... Uh, what do you say it is? 10 feet? 15? Yeah, so no. Um, Alright. I mean, there's... Do have there's four, four of us. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the the thing they are close enough together that you know the four of us could push them all. All right, I climb up on the bar. Okay. And I'm five foot four, and yep. I have like you know my arm extension gives a couple of extra feet, and I'm just gonna try to sprawl and push down as many of the buttons as possible. Well, you get you get three of one. I push one of them. This is this is easy. There are eight. There are eight hands. Yeah, <laughs> right. But but Brass has got to hold the line. Yep. Oh right. In case you go falling, or if right. she goes falling, either way, if one of you two goes falling, the other one's got the other one, because you're on opposite sides I, of the bar. I also push on some. Yeah. So I'm just like lying on the bar, <laughs> just like holding down <laughs> as many buttons as I can. With, like, my feet and elbow and hip or whatever. Um, so, NK, you have three. Um, there's one under your foot, one under your outstretched hand, and one under your hip. Um, Babbitt, you've got one, and Bill, you've got one. And when they are all pressed, you hear an audible click. And a square in the floor pops up. I... Uh, where where in the floor? Um, pretty much right in front of you. Okay. I hop off the raised part of the floor that is obviously behind every uh, bar d- due to, you know, the short height of a Goblins. lot of these. Yes. Yep. Goblins, yep. halflings, dwarves. And yep. so, and, and then I, I check it out. 
Yeah, it's a mining okay. town, so there would have been a bunch of goblins and dwarves here. Exactly. Because they, they're the ones who are, you know, whose communities tend to live under mountains and underground in tunnels, so they'd be the, like, the people most likely to be hired to mine, especially in the Old West. Yep. Pre-industrial revolution, you know. Okay, so I check it out. Okay, so you lift up the trap door, and it's a bit hard, a bit heavy, um, it's a bit rusted, um, but you eventually get it up, and um, in Hot. the darkness, <laughs> in the darkness below, um, you see a set of um, ladder steps going down. Huh. Okay, so this is cool. So, okay, who wants to go first? Stormwood and Associates is a production of Nerd and Tie. You can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash stormwood. You can also find us on social media at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. This podcast can be subscribed to on anywhere that major podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and uh, quite a few other places, and anywhere that takes an RSS feed as well. To be continued. Hey, while you're still here, let me tell you about another podcast on the Nerd and Tie Network. And that's Let's Be Legendary. Let's Be Legendary, the Fey Wild West, is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play game. So, an actual play game like this one, but like, you know, in a system people actually use in the real world. Set in a homebrew Wild West steampunk world, uh, the Fey Wild West follows two people discovering what it means to be in a relationship, all the while seeking revenge and learning the truth of their pasts. Let's Be Legendary podcast is an LGBTQ plus podcast with both main and minor characters as well as players falling under the queer blanket. A heavy RP game with a focus on story and characters. And you can hear it every week here on the Nerd and Tie Network. And you can find all of their subscription information and links at nerdandtie.com slash legendary. <laughs>